0: RTHK, the news at 11 o'clock with Andrew Shirovsky. Tonight's headlines, the chief executive announces that COVID patients will no longer have to isolate from the 30th of this month. But students will have to stay at home until they test negative. And the government says it plans to build a new town in O District. Chief Executive John Lee says COVID patients will no longer have to isolate starting from the 30th of this month, citing strong local immunity. Speaking in a Q&A session in LegCo, Mr. Lee said that after, the, after that date, COVID will be treated as just another upper respiratory disease as Omicron infections for the vaccinated have mostly resulted in mild symptoms. Noted falling caseloads in recent days, he added that the mainland border reopening had not added to infection risks. The CE said it was time for the government's COVID strategy to change from mandatory measures to allowing people to make their own decisions.
1: COVID-19
2: will be managed just as any other upper respiratory diseases. This important step is based on scientific evidence and is risk-based. This is an inevitable step experienced by overseas countries and is one for Hong Kong. We have reached this stage.
0: At a later press conference, top health officials said while asymptomatic COVID patients will be free to go to work starting from the 30th, students will still have to stay at home until they test negative. The head of the Center for Health Protection, Edwin Choice, said people testing positive won't have to report their infections. But through an interpreter, he said they should wear masks at home to avoid spreading COVID to other members of their family, keep good ventilation, and disinfect regularly.
3: They have to pay attention to the health condition, particularly high-risk people or those with symptoms. When symptoms get worse, they should seek medical attention straight away. For those who need sick load, no, they need to go to the practitioners for medical attention. This is no so different from many other respiratory diseases. For those with symptoms, they should avoid going out they should stay at home.
0: Health Minister Lo Chung-mao said the decision to lift isolation orders doesn't mean COVID is gone and that it still poses a risk to the elderly and young children. He stressed that while the approach to the virus is now different, the government still considers it a public health emergency. Professor Lo was asked whether it's risky to allow asymptomatic patients to go to work.
1: So we are actually balancing the risk of infection versus the uh, resistance of such isolation order and the burden of such isolation order on our citizens' activities and also in our economic activities. But we are not saying that these patients who are infected would go to work without protection. We are giving them health advice.
0: The government says it plans to build a new town for more homes in the southernmost part of O. The Development Bureau has identified the 80-hectare Area 137 to be transformed into a residential area where about 135,000 people can live. Frank Jung reports.
4: The Bureau says the plan would involve reclaiming 20 additional hectares of land along Area 137, which is now mainly used to store reclamation materials in order to build 50,000 flats. It added that 70% of the flats will be public housing, and it is expected that people can move into some of their new homes in about 7 years. The new town will feature a 1.4km waterfront promenade, as well as a recreational and commercial hub at its center. A southern extension to the Tranquino Line is also in the works to connect the new development to Lohas Park MTR station. The bureau's spokesperson said they are aiming to start a reclamation project next to Zhengbei Chinese Permanent Cemetery in 2025 in order to relocate the facilities currently in Area 137. The spokesperson did not give an estimate as to the cost of the whole project, but described it as a worthwhile investment. Legislators will discuss the plan at a panel meeting later this month before authorities consult the Saikong District Council.
0: And to the weather forecast, cloudy periods at first and rather cool in the morning with a minimum temperature of about 14 degrees in urban areas, a few degrees lower in the new territories, mainly fine and dry again tomorrow with a top temperature of about 20 degrees and moderate east to northeasterly winds, fresh later tomorrow, occasionally strong offshore. And the outlook, cloudier with temperatures rising on Lunar New Year's Eve and Lunar New Year's Day. Temperatures will fall again at night on the second day of the Lunar New Year. Currently at the observatory, the temperature is 17 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 56 percent, and the red fire danger warning is in force. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Now back to the Q&A session at Legco, John Lee has said he plans to visit Saudi Arabia and the UAE next month to promote business and cultural ties with the two countries. And he revealed there will be a promotional campaign from next month to let the world know that the SAR is back.
2: At the beginning of next month, there will be a series of large-scale Hello Hong Kong publicity campaign. We will promote Hong Kong to the international arena that we have resumed normalcy.
0: The CE added that his administration will keep working with its Guangdong and Shenzhen counterparts in a bid to fully reopen the border as soon as possible. Once that's achieved, he plans to meet with other greater Bay Area leaders to discuss greater regional development. The chief executive has also promised to improve the online booking system for PCR tests after media reported that people had to queue up late into the night at the testing center on Maple Street in Shamshui Po yesterday, while other centers had plenty of free slots. Mr. Lee said he had instructed the Health Bureau and the Innovation and Technology Bureau to work on the issue so that the system shows clearly the overall booking situation. He was speaking here through an interpreter.
1: We have
2: to find out where the problem lies. Is it the case that we have not provided sufficient number of testing centres? The answer is no. Even with queues, the capacity of our testing centres only reached 60%. So what is lacking is flow of information for members of the public to know where to go and to avoid queues at certain stations and centres. They can simply go to a different centre with available slots. Hong
0: Kong's unemployment rate has eased for the eighth consecutive month, dipping to 3.5%. New official data shows the jobless rate for the October to December period inched down 0.2 percentage points from the September to November figure. Underemployment also fell slightly to 1.5%. Labor and Welfare Minister Chris Sun says a more visible revival in domestic economic activities is going to give a further boost to the labor market. The city's top accountancy body estimates the government deficit for the current fiscal year will reach $113.9 billion. The Hong Kong Institute of Certified Public Accountants says Hong Kong will continue to face various challenges in 2023 due to the global economic outlook, citing the World Bank's forecast of only 1.7% growth worldwide. To help those in need to stay afloat, the Institute suggests various tax relief measures and subsidies for health care and electricity bills. Eugene Young, the deputy chairman of the body's taxation committee, says renewing the consumption voucher scheme is not a priority.
4: We are focusing more on how to support the businesses. To generate more revenue, or to enhance the competitiveness or Hong Kong's competitiveness, maybe the priorities should be um, attracting um, foreign investments or in enhancing the economic situation, rather than making the um, available the consumption vouchers. But obviously, consumption vouchers is a good idea. We welcome that, but we uh, we need to prioritize the use of the resources, and that's why our focus is on the enhancing competitiveness of Hong Kong, attracting investments.
0: U.S. authorities have arrested the owner of a Hong Kong-based cryptocurrency exchange, Bitslato, that's said to have catered to known crooks. The Russian national who lives in Shenzhen was detained in Miami and is due to appear in court there later today. Aaron Tam reports.
3: Officials in the U.S. have hailed the arrest of 40-year-old Anatoly Legodimov as a global blow to the crypto crime ecosystem. The U.S. Department of Justice said Mr. Legodimov was held for his role in allegedly transmitting a total of 700 million U.S. dollars in illicit funds. According to court documents, he is the founder and majority shareholder of Hong Kong registered Bitslotto, which markets itself as requiring minimal identification from users. The Justice Department alleged that criminals used the crypto exchange as a haven for narcotics trading and selling stolen financial data. At a press briefing in Washington, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco had this warning to cybercriminals around the world.
0: The Department of Justice has dealt a significant blow to the crypto crime ecosystem. Operating offshore or moving your servers out of the continental U.S., will not shield you. And whether you break our laws from China or Europe, or abuse our financial system from a tropical island, you can expect to answer for your crimes inside a United States courtroom.
3: Bitzlato's largest partner for transactions was Hydra, an anonymous illicit online marketplace on the dark net that was shut down by U.S. and German authorities last year. Illegal drugs, stolen credit card data, counterfeit currency and fake identity documents were sold on Hydra, which masked the identities of those involved using encryption. German federal police said when it was closed last April, the Darknet marketplace had around 17 million customer accounts and more than 19,000 vendor accounts. In the first scientific estimate of its kind, a
0: new report says 2 billion tonnes of carbon dioxide are being removed from the atmosphere each year. A global assessment led by Oxford University says the world's forests and soils are responsible for pulling nearly all of this CO2 from the air as trees transform it into oxygen and dead leaves are sequestered in soil. The BBC's Ben Lowings explains.
3: This report, the first scientific estimate of its kind looks at what's needed to limit global heating to 2 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. To achieve this by 2050, the amount of CO2 removal from new technologies needs to increase 1,300 times. And over the next generation, there needs to be twice as much CO2 sucked in by trees and soils. Campaigners say climate goals are out of reach without the aggressive development and scaling up of schemes that capture atmospheric carbon and store it underground or underwater. Large numbers of people
0: are marching in French cities and towns on the first day of protests and strikes against plans to overhaul the pension system. Turnout on the demonstrations has been significant, while the strikes have severely disrupted schools, rail traffic and oil refineries. From Paris, the BBC's Hugh Schofield reports.
1: The big Union battalions are gathering at the Place de la République in Paris with their balloons, banners and sound systems. Turnout this morning for demonstrations in other French towns and cities has been significant, and a Opponents of the reform are confident they're winning the battle of public opinion. President Macron says that to ensure the financial viability of France's pension system, it's important that people work longer. And the proposed new law would push back the age when people can stop work from 62 to 64, still well short of the European average. But the left-wing and far-right oppositions say that reform is unfair to working people.
0: More than 70 people have died in Afghanistan in freezing temperatures sweeping the country. Several key roads have been blocked by heavy snowfall. Here's the BBC's Ambrasan Eterjan.
4: The Afghan Meteorological Office says this is by far the coldest, most bitter winter in recent years. The central region of Ghor recorded the lowest of minus 33 degrees over the weekend. The mercury has been plunging in the capital Kabul too and elsewhere in the country over the last 10 days. Pictures on social media showed roads and tunnels blocked by snowfall. The Ministry of Disaster Management said around 70,000 cattle have died, robbing an already impoverished rural population of a key source of income. The Afghan economy collapsed when the Taliban took over. At least two people have died and
0: dozens have been injured in Iraq in a crush of football fans ahead of today's final of the Gulf Cup in Basra. The southern city has welcomed fans from across the region intending to offer a more positive image of Iraq after years of conflict. This report from the BBC, Sebastian Usher.
1: Thousands of fans, many without tickets, have been heading to the stadium in Basra, where Iraq will take on Oman. Medical and security officials say that the sheer mass of people has had tragic consequences. Aside from the further of the fans, coverage of a tournament has also spotlighted emotionally charged moments in which both Iraqis and people from neighbouring Arab countries have wept as they set foot in Iraq for the first time in many years. And to sport and tennis.
0: Novak Djokovic has scrapped his way into the Australian Open third round to ramp up his bid for the 22nd Grand Slam crown. But several men's seeds crashed out. Second seed Kasper Rood, Taylor Fritz, Alexander Zverev, And Diego Schwartzman were all sent packing on day four at Melbourne Park. In the women's draw, Anz Jabour suffered a shock second round exit. The Tunisian number two seed was beaten 6 1, 5 7, 6 1, in one hour and 41 minutes by Czech world number 86, Marketa Vandrusova. But Arena Savalenka showed why she is a serious contender for the title by powering into the third round. She swept past 51st-ranked American Shelby Rogers 6'3", 6'1". The news from RTHK.
1: RTHK Radio Free. Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time of the miss your voice is calling. Tis twilight time. When purple colored curtains mark the end of day, I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time.
0: And a very good evening to you. Thanks ever so much for tuning into Twilight Time, Mondays to Fridays, forty-five minutes of music from a bygone era. If you'd like to choose a song dead easy just email radio pete at gmail a good mixture
3: between now and midnight really hope you will stick around with the first one old hit from buddy holly together
1: at last that's my lifetime just you know why why you and i will the day. just you I Will bring us joys to share with those who really care. Sometimes we'll sigh, sometimes we'll cry, and we